Centrelight exists to look at issues around faith, life and church in the 21st century. Welcome to the Centre Light Podcast. My name is John Keeley. And my name is Matt Grady. Coming up on this episode, look out for a guitarist during Quick Question. Check out how to turn into Popeye, some spiritual spinach. <laughs> um, John, that's me, hi, <laughs> learns more about ice capades. And uh, ever thought about texting God. So Matt, what's happening with you? Uh... What's happening with me? Well, I'm just back from a little holiday in Austria, which was pretty cool. Very nice indeed. Yeah, went to uh, Vienna and Salzburg. It was cool. It was what cold. did you see there? Uh, I saw hills covered in snow. I saw lots of old ancient buildings and cool architecture and hung out in cool coffee shops and ate cakes and drank cappuccino and just chilled out. Just relaxing time. Yeah, it was good. It was cool. That sounds good. Yeah, so it was good. And... Uh, Apart from that, I, uh, I'm catching up on, just finished reading a really good book by Chris Tomlin. Oh, okay. The Way I Was Made. Could you give us some little snippets uh, or excerpts or blurb about that? The Way I Was Made, A Life Made for Worship. Something like that is. It's kind of, he talks about his life, th- his faith through the worship thing, as, as he, him being a worship leader. Mm. Um, that's what's relevant to him but it's not just for worship leaders it's also or musician type people there's also other elements of kind of faith in there it's just quite an interesting nice easy to read book mm. that sounds good it's quite cool I may check that one out yeah good I could lend it to you that would be good thanks uh, pound <laughs> <laughs> um, what's happening with you? well um, not a great deal to be honest just <laughs> general work Looking to book a holiday, you've been, you just come back and we're looking yeah. to book one. Where do you somewhere? You got plans somewhere specific? Oh, nowhere at the moment, really. Somewhere cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from that, we had Centrelight Light. Well remembered. Thank you. Which is good. Uh, a few people came down and some good discussions had. I enjoyed that a lot in Glasgow. Yeah, that was good. We've had a few Centrelight Lights since the last podcast, actually. So that We have, good, yeah. yeah. It's been a while since the last podcast. We, yeah. we apologise for that, but... Uh, uh, you can always keep up to date with stuff via the website and the lights if you if yeah. you find out where they are and when they are. It'd be cool to come on if you come on to that. Any any highlight questions from the last few lights? Um, oh, now you're asking me to remember things <laughs> from almost a week ago. The film one, I think, was that possibly one of your questions about yeah. Christian morality in terms of what films we should be watching. Yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. I, well, I thought it was quite interesting as That's well. That's obviously what you asked there. Yeah. So maybe you want to think about that out there in listener land. Anyway, shall we move on? Yeah, to a quick question. So quick question is where uh, I will ask you a question, Matt, and the music will start, and then we have to answer the question before the music stops. So are you ready for the question? I'm ready. The question is, are churches too nanny state? Are churches too nanny state? Uh, I'm going to go for the sweeping generalisation answer of Yes. Yes. I, I think that they are. Um, well, I think they can be. I think that there's a danger that um, in wanting people to believe 
a certain thing or behave in a certain way, they try and control and manage things from the top and force them and force things upon people. Rather than giving them the, the power to try things out for themselves. Yeah, yeah, I think so. What do you think? I'd agree with that. I think that uh, churches have a unique opportunity to empower their congregation by giving them the chance to explore things and, and work things out, but perhaps they try and structure things too much, uh, the, the hierarchy. Uh, certainly in my experience, uh, maybe not giving the, the lay members the, the opportunity to get out there and, and explore what might work for their church. Yeah, I think um, I think it's not. I think there are some churches who don't do the nanny state thing. The nanny state being, how would you define nanny state? Uh, kind of making sure everything's done for them. Yeah, not spoon feeding. Spoon feeding. Yeah. yeah, that's a good. But I think there are churches out there that are naturally empowering to people. But I think most churches probably, the only ones I've come across, probably fall into the category of a bit afraid to yeah. take risks. I think. Oh. Question, question answered. Mostly answered. Yeah, why not? Okay, so now it's time for the discussion. Uh, this episode, we're going to be looking at how God uses the weak and the broken. Yeah. Um, would that be the? That's not necessarily a question, though. So much. I think it's a theme. I think based on what we're kind of, I guess. In some respects, I think it would stem from a question of people. Um, maybe when you imagine them sitting before God on their own in a room somewhere and just kind of basically crying out to God and saying, how on earth can you use me? I, I, I want to serve, but I don't know how I can be of any use. I don't know what skills I've got. You know, like you don't necessarily feel like you're a great public speaker or amazingly charismatic person or you've got any natural gifts that you can observe for yourself, but you still feel like you want to serve God and... I guess it's kind of looking at that issue of how can that person... Yeah. There's maybe a couple of aspects to it. There's that aspect of, I don't know that I've got any gifts, but I still want to serve. Then there's also the, I have no value, I feel no confidence in myself, uh, but God is still looking down and saying, yeah. I can use you. Yeah. And I guess there's also the element of people. Another kind of factor is this idea that you might not necessarily feel that you're incapable or incompetent, <coughs> but you might feel that you too sinful you know you're you're kind of aware of your sin and think you know i'm not able to be used by god because of that so yeah. maybe we'll kind of touch on those things so that's a general overarching theme i suppose maybe we could have a couple of examples uh, from the bible perhaps as yeah, a kind of a, a starter uh, i'll kick off with joseph you know was the youngest apart from benjamin at the time he was uh, one of the youngest of the family and his brothers left him for dead. He was put into slavery. God then used him and turned him into the man that sorted out all the problems with the famine and the drought, got the food together and gave him a really good position in Egypt. Yeah. That's an example of God using someone who was who was broken, who was seen as yeah. weak, who didn't seem to have any kind of future. Yeah, he must have been rock bottom. I mean, when you're le- literally left for dead, he must have been really rock bottom there and really kind of wondering where God was I guess in that moment I think so so to then leap forward a number of years and have kind of this totally different transformation of lifestyle and authority and all those different things that go with that must have been huge I think you get people uh, 
today in churches and congregations who feel like they've got nothing to not nothing to live for, but nothing to give in that kind of way. You know, there's no point to them necessarily yeah. thinking that God's going to use them. But kind of forget that all the way through the Bible, like Joseph and other examples that I'm sure we'll come to, God seems to always favour the weak and the broken. Yeah, I mean, I suppose some of it, I guess, touches on that we had discussions in the previous podcast about humility and mm. things, and I suppose it is similar to that. Like The Bible's full of times when people have been forced to adopt a humble attitude, but it's also full of times when people have genuinely been humble yeah. and genuinely been coming before God and, and crying out for help and saying, look, I can't, I can't do this, God. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe Moses... Um, where God tells him to go and people kind of think and he's like well you know can't do that I'm a rubbish public speaker and, yeah. you know don't have a voice and he says well okay I'll give you a brother he yeah. can speak, you can be a mouthpiece type thing God doesn't say oh well, that's right then don't bother doing it yeah he, he says right you know you're still doing it but here's how yeah and uh, I mean there are a lot of times when you know even maybe the disciples uh, when they yeah. go out and they they don't really don't give the impression in the Bible that the disciples really Kind of knew what they were doing. Well, and the uh, disciples are a really good example because Jesus picked, you know, he said, Come and follow me to the fishermen. That probably historically, these people, these disciples of Jesus wouldn't have passed their kind of tests mm. as growing up, you know, uh, they would have been uneducated, yeah. you know, they would have been recognized as kind of weak members of society. Uh, and yet, these are the people that Jesus chose to, yeah. to spend his time with. Yeah, and they did it, and ultimately they achieved amazing things, you know, like mm-hmm. even through their kind of documented bumblings and failings and kind of mess-ups and stuff, they still, with the power of the Spirit, worked through them. And I think it proves to me that God wants people to be humble before them, they don't want them to be proud. You know, you've got like yeah. the Tower of Babel, you know, the, yeah. the people were building this big tower so they could become like God, and God said, no, that's not what I've put you on earth for. Uh, and you know, scatter them all across the earth. Mm. He, whether it's in genuine coming before him humbly, or whether it's him having to humble people, yeah. he's trying to get his his people to recognise that he is top dog, yeah. as it were. Yeah, kind of like he should be the focus as well, I guess. Because in humble people, well, both in proud people and humble people will probably often make themselves the focus. Because if you're if you're struggling in life, often that's mm. all you can see. Yeah, I think kind one of the, become a martyr yeah, to the problem. And I suppose a, a tip, I guess a good tip is um, for people to actually to do turn to God and make God the focus. They'll be less aware of their own inabilities and more aware of God's abilities. You kind of think of this idea that um, we're made in God's image, that God is always with us and God is in us, you know, that how on earth can we really be inadequate? If you've got like the tiniest little drop of the power of the spirit in you, yeah. How can you be inadequate? You know, like it's amazing the things that can be achieved with that with that power. You know, yeah. the same God who created the earth, who turned um, Saul into Paul, the same God who took the weak, struggling disciples and turned them into amazing disciples. That's not <laughs> that same God Ambassadors. still yeah. is there and has the power that's in us. So, you know, I think people need to focus on that sometimes. Yeah, in uh, Paul's letters particularly to the Philippians, and also I think there's one of Corinthians. In the Philippians, I always remember this as a memory verse, I have to do Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Mm. And it's recognising that you can do anything through the power 
of uh, of God. And, and then the other verse, which I think is from one of those Corinthians, which says, "For when I am weak, I will be strong." Yeah. So it's saying that in order for God to use you, to use you in His strength, you have to put aside all of your mm. pride. You, you know, you become weak before Him, and then He will fill you up to His strength. Yeah. And I think that's what that was what happens throughout the Bible, you know, with, yeah. with people like Joseph and Moses and Gideon as well, who was the least of his tribe, um, of his family, etc. And God used him to defeat the Midianites. All the way through, you've got uh, people who weren't recognised as as strong characters. Mm. I think maybe maybe we could move on to some practical tips. Okay. But one of the things I wanted to maybe suggest is because some of the things we've talked about, we've talked about maybe humbling yourself and God. I think for someone who's struggling with confidence or really is rock bottom and really crying out to God, um, they could maybe misunderstand what we're saying is that it's almost like a judgment thing that they're not humble enough yet. Or you yeah. know, so no. I guess just to emphasise the fact that we're not saying that. No. That um, is one thing I would say. Uh, but then moving on to maybe some practical tips, like if someone really is crying out to God, what are some things that they could do? So I'll start. I'm happy to start. Go for it. Uh, inspiration. I reckon that the I reckon one thing is small steps. Okay. And that you could almost always find something to get involved with them, maybe in your church or something that you can just maybe help someone, shadow someone, find someone to mentor you. So if you feel like you're called to ministry but you're a terrible public speaker, yeah. then you know, spend some time with the pastor in your church, spend some time with the kind of pe- the people in the church who are doing some public speaking and see how they prepare see what tips you can learn from them. Yeah. So like just the technique aspect of it yeah. that you can work on. So maybe that's one. Yes. Yeah. I think another tip is if you're if you're struggling, if you're feeling down, is to is to not bottle it up, is to talk about it, is to find someone within the church or mm-hmm. or whoever that you trust that you can confide in. because uh, God will move you from one place to another, you know, to a, a better place. But he, he wants you to express yourself. Uh, about how you're feeling, he's not made us robots. You know, yeah, he's not yeah. just going to put us in different places. He wants us to feel the emotions that he's given us, mm-hmm. uh, and that's sometimes how we we learn and gain experience and, and move forwards, and how we build our own character. Yeah. So when we start to express ourselves, that's when God will start to use us. And that's again, you know, an example like Gideon was saying, "How can I possibly do this?" He actually started to express himself to God, and then God said, "Well." actually, because I'm going to provide yeah. what you need. Yeah. So, so again, a tip is f- find someone, confide in them, express how you're feeling and let God provide you with the way to move forward. Yeah, I definitely think that's a really good one because also you're sharing the burden again with, with that other person and you're, they can help you see things maybe that you can't see for yourself. So I think I think, I think maybe that's a theme that I would, I would add as a top tip is not to stay in isolation because mm. it's really easy when you feel really aware of your feelings or really aware of your inadequacies that you really do bottle that up like you say but like also that you kind of draw away from people and maybe draw away from a church and yeah. you find yourself like alone and that's really like it's you not know, it's a really vulnerable place I think for And it's really dangerous as well yeah. because obviously you you know, the devil likes it when we're not in communication, yeah. when we're not in community with others and particularly when we're not talking to God because he can, you know, that's perfect for him. Because we're not having any, we're then not having any impact whatsoever yeah. in the world. I think another top tip is to adjust your expectations slightly. 
And I think often we expect to see the fruits of our labours and sometimes you don't. So if you don't expect to see that, then perhaps sometimes it's a healthier place to be. So you don't know what impact you've had on someone's life always. You don't know whether, you know, just giving someone a seat in the bus or whatever or just happening to be smiling when they see you walking down the street. You don't know what impact that can have on someone's life, just little simple things like that. And, you know, you don't know what profound things you've prayed with someone or spoken yeah. in someone's life. So sometimes you won't see the benefits so sometimes there's just an element of actually focusing on the trust that God is there and that God is working through you. Do you think that's one of the things Paul was referring to when he's talking about perseverance to run the race? That actually he recognised that he didn't always see the fruits of, of his ministry and that he needed kind of perseverance to, yeah, as well as being persecuted, but also that mm. kind of feeling that not getting discouraged. Yeah, to continue possible. on, continue on in the ministry. I've never thought of that, but yeah, yes, no, because if you, because if you were always getting affirmation of your work in your ministry, then it would be less perseverance required, wouldn't it? Yeah, uh, but I don't think God ever would ever do that. He mm. wouldn't ever give you the affirmation because, again, it's about faith in Him. Yeah. It's about trusting Him rather than always seeing the results. Yeah, uh, that's true. Any other top tips? Um, I can't think of any uh, particular practical points of view, but... I've got um, one last one, um, maybe a little similar to one of the first ones, which is that idea that when you do have ideas for things, mm. um, to act on them, because you never know, there are, there are thousands of ministries, there are thousands of things that have happened in the world because someone took a risk and they were willing to trust God, and there are thousands of things that haven't happened because someone thinks they're not the person to do it. So even if you feel like you're not equipped or skilled or able to do something then you should feel free to um, you know to try something and even maybe maybe actually as another thing is you don't have to be the person to do it all the time you can come up with an idea and you can empower someone else to do it without actually doing it yourself yeah um, I, I was just thinking there on Romans Paul seems to be full of all this kind of talk of laying aside yourself mm. and trusting in God and in Romans 8, it talks about that nothing can ever separate us from, from his love. Uh, well, while you're looking for that, <laughs> I, I pick up on that point of love. Because I think that's an important thing as well, that often if people are broken and things, they wonder if God can love them. And there's an element of, you know, that thing of there's nothing that you can do to make God love you more, there's nothing you can do to make God love you less. It's something I think that people would benefit from keeping hold of as well. Yeah, it says, can, I, can anything ever, this is Romans 9, 35, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted, hungry, cold, danger, threatened with death? It says, no, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Convinced that nothing can ever separate us from his love, no matter, no matter what comes at us, we need to keep having that faith. That God will use us, and it's actually in our weak, our weakened kind of state and brokenness where He actually we connect. Yeah. So there are some thoughts on the theme of God using the weak and broken. I think um, probably I recommend that you go and track down some of the examples we mentioned from the Bible there, and just to read the passages and think about them because I think I think my overall theme, I would say, my message to people is to encourage people to say that God can use anyone and God will, will use the weak and he'll find a way to use the weak and broken the Bible's full of sinful people being used the Bible's full of inadequate people being used it's full of all of those things so 
Check it out, I think. The Bible. Yeah, the Bible. <laughs> Check it out. Check it out. The Bible. Good stuff. Uh, well, I think that brings us quite nicely to the end of our discussion. If you've got any thoughts on what we've just talked about there, then obviously check out the website, go on the forums, and uh, let us know your thoughts. www.centerlight.org. that was the discussion and now it's time for a funny thing um, I'm not going to mess around John you won last time oh woohoo congratulations yeah I'm glad that my I was looking for my two pound coin yeah. the Tesco cabinet made me win it was it was <laughs> particularly amusing I have to say the overall winner really was comedy oh yeah <laughs> I like it I like it thank you uh, so let's see if we can have an overall winner of comedy this episode <laughs> for a funny thing uh, let's see what will we flip There's a oh not my remote control. <laughs> There's a CD here. <laughs> That's better. Okay. okay, CD's more like to break, I would think, but never mind. I'll do it. Okay. Uh, do you want to go CD side up or paper side up? I'll have CD side up. Okay, that means you go first or you get to choose? I'll go first. Okay. Oh. Ah, so. I'll go Matt, first then. This is you, paper side up. Oh dear. Okay, so here we go. Here is my funny thing. It happened quite recently. I uh, can't remember the first one. For some reason, I was going to make a cup of tea, okay? Myself and my Maybe good, you were thirsty. Good idea. Well, yeah, that, that would be one. <laughs> but for some reason, I was feeling quite smug. Proud of myself. So I'm walking through with the tea. <laughs> nice and easy. Call through to that's the tea ready. Good husband. Turn around, go to walk into the room, and um, discovered that I generally it's better to open a door before you walk <laughs> into a room and pour the tea all over the door <laughs> and all over me. Oh no! <laughs> so then I didn't feel quite so smuggy anymore. No, I wouldn't imagine. So my quite short funny thing is <laughs> okay, so me pouring tea he, over myself. Oh man! Well, you didn't burn yourself. No, no, that's okay. Well, mine is uh, equally humiliating uh, for myself. Uh, this happened over the Christmas period. Actually, I think it was coming back for a centre light. Light. The more I think about it, we were at Mono, uh, which is just in Glasgow. There, a very nice little bar and pub. And the the roads and the streets were quite icy and snowy. And uh, I was had enjoyed our time at centre light. It was quite <laughs> cheerful. And I was walking back from Mono to St Enoch Subway. Uh, but I thought, I oh, you know, I can slide along the icy pavements. Instead of walking, you know, I just slide and skate because it's quite fun. And obviously, I'm 10 years old. As I was walking uh, along the pavement, coming past a bus stop on the other side of the road, which was quite busy, people were waiting for the bus. Anyway, I jumped down the curb, uh, walked on, jumped back up the other side, <laughs> did the most comedy fall you've ever seen <laughs> in, in your life. It was one of those problems, my legs went away from me. I landed right on my bum, oh. right in front of the bus stop with all these people <laughs> watching me. Uh, so I had to uh, timidly get up, brush myself off, and carry on walking. Yeah, yeah. so so sliding and uh, skating on the ice. Yeah, good stuff. So it's on the on the go to the forum and uh, vote for your favourite funny thing. 
Okay, so moving on. Yes, moving on to spiritual care. Yeah, and uh, this episode we're looking at prayer. We've looked at prayer before in spiritual caffeine, but uh, kind of taking a slightly different angle this time, thinking about the words that we use, thinking about the way that we pray. Uh, certainly, from a from my perspective, when I think of prayer, I always think about you know, obviously, you know, closing your eyes, or it might be you're in the middle of a service and it's that kind of corporate prayer, and it's quite wordy. You know, yeah. we, we often use words that perhaps we wouldn't use in conversation. Like I was aware of using the word abundant in a month in a prayer, which you know I never use during normal conversation. Yeah. So uh, our spiritual caffeine this week is about having more of a conversation style with God, not necessarily having to just close your eyes and clasp your hands, but maybe just walking down the street having a chat with God. Mm-hmm. But also thinking about where we do our kind of Facebook status updates, and yeah. Twitter updates. Yeah. You know, can we do our kind of that style of update? kind of prayer to God, just a quick, this is how I'm feeling. Yeah, I love the idea of doing that, like, just using the language that we use and using the methods, like, how do you communicate with your friends, how do you communicate with anyone else, and just try and make that up for God, like, you know, maybe you would just pretend to have a phone call with God, yeah. and think through, you know, as, as you're doing it, what, what, what's his side of the conversation? Um, or like John said, the Facebook status I think is good because it just forces you to be just short and concise. Yeah. And maybe you do um, same sort of thing again, do a status update, and then just have a bit of time to get give God a chance to to speak to you. Yeah, I think sometimes some people don't pray because or, or struggle with prayer because they think it's it's something different, it's something completely removed from what they usually yeah. do, they usually yeah. communicate. Whereas if we can make it part of the way we normally communicate then it becomes ingrained into our life a bit more. Yeah, and the other one I was thinking that you could do is uh, send an email to God. Yeah, yeah, write a big email. God at God.com. I was going to say, what would this email address be? Or maybe it would be God at Heaven.com. Oh, I should probably be God at God.h. Yeah. Heaven being the locator. Yeah, dot .h. Give it anyway. a go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's virtual caffeine. Uh, so that's pretty much the end of the, the podcast this episode. Uh, however, we would like to plug the website and the forums. Uh, and of course, you can log on to www.synthlight.org. Yeah. Um, also, you'll find information on there about all of our live events. Um, we've had quite a few good um, Centrelight lights recently, checking out lots of different cafes and bars and just talking about faith in God and life in the 21st century yeah. and basically having a good time. So good night. Um, so we'd love to see you at one of them if you can make it down uh, we do have a schedule of when the next one's going to be on and we'll uh, we'll be publicising that very shortly uh, so yeah lo- log on to the website get involved in the forum and get uh, telling us your ideas thoughts uh, feelings uh, and perhaps some of your ideas will be in the next podcast yeah bye